Hello, dear listeners. We continue our series of podcasts in which, together with our guests, we discuss the specifics of relocation and adaptation to Russia, cultural differences, and give you recommendation about life in Moscow based on our 26 years' experience of working with experts. Our guest today is a freelance portrait and documentary photographer based in Moscow and Boston. We're glad, glad to introduce to you Deborah Honer. Deborah, hi. Hi. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, so, Deborah, why was uh, Russia your first choice for relocation? Why, why have you decided to move here? Yeah, well, it's interesting because, I, to be honest, I never thought I would move to Moscow. It's one place I wasn't very interested in moving to. It just felt too big and too impersonal. Um, I always traveled through Moscow and was here for one day, and it just seemed too big. And I love cities, but um, uh, it wasn't my first choice. So, but somebody had asked if I would be interested in coming here to work with young professionals and business people, and and helping them get involved in the charity, some charity work that was already going on here. And I said, okay, I'll come for a year, but don't count on me <laughs> for more than that. <laughs> all right. And now I've been here for 11, and I love it. And it, uh, all my stereotypes about the city were broken, and uh, I'm so glad to live here. All right, so uh, now you love it, but what was your first impression when you arrived to Moscow? My first impression? Um, so... Um, I was surprised, like, I, you know, I was getting to know the city, and for instance, I'd be looking at my phone uh, for directions, where to go, and people often would come up to me and just ask if I needed help, you know, and take the initiative, which I wasn't used to, you know, um, and... Um, so you found out that people in Russia are quite helpful and friendly, right? And friendly, and, and also, I mean, I, I did know before I moved here that... Russia, you know, loves the arts, you know, and culture. Um, but I think in Moscow, it's just, it's just in your face, you know, it's everywhere, you know. Um, and uh, uh, I can, you know, I compare that to America, you know, America, lo lo a lot of people love the arts in America as well. Right. Uh, I just think here, um, it's just, it's just everywhere, you know, and it's still developing and um, and people are pouring, investing their money and time into it. And I think that's great. So. Wow. All right. That That's good to know. At least something new for me, too. And uh, how long have you been living in Moscow already? So I've been living in Moscow for 11 years. Um, but before that, time. I, and, uh, yeah, I lived in three different cities before Moscow. So, which were the cities? Well, I lived in Minsk, Belarus, the first year, and then I lived in Saint Petersburg for five years, and then Yekaterinburg for fourteen. Or sorry, for eight years. So, um, and oh then I, wow! Yeah, here. <laughs> so, and uh, regarding the Moscow, how, how? So you've been like in Moscow for eleven years already, right? So this is the longest place I've been um, in Russia. So, and for eleven years, did did the Moscow change a lot? Yeah, quite a bit. I mean, I think, um, I think, yes. I mean, I think the the most recent change that I've noticed the most is the transportation and just um, how it's become more efficient and less expensive. <laughs> so um, comparing to other countries in Europe and the uh, United States, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't. Can, United States is 
except for a few cities like New York or Chicago, I mean, you know, it's built on cars. And here, it's just so convenient. Um, I mean, there's just new trains, you know, and uh, there's bus lanes now, you know, that they didn't have yes. before. Um, and so it's just, uh, it's a lot more comfortable. To What's talk. your favorite transport in Moscow? I think the Emsica, the, the, the train that, you know, opened a yeah. couple of years ago. So the biggest ring. Yeah, yeah, the biggest ring. Uh, all right, all right. And regarding the climate, we know that um, not all the experts really um, get used to the climate, but was it difficult for you to uh, get adjusted to it? And uh, how did you manage it? You know, I, I don't think climate really affects me that much. Um, I grew up in Texas <laughs> and they didn't have a lot of seasons. And so I. <laughs> Kind of, I feel like I miss, missed out on the snow, you know, and so I actually enjoy the winters here. I mean, but there has been a few times, I think, past couple of years that the weather's just been really odd, you know, just when there was only six minutes of sunlight in December a couple of years ago. Yeah, and that's then, true. And then this past uh, or last winter, it was kind of just dreary the whole time. And this winter is just unusual. With no very snow. unusual. Totally so, agree. It's just, you know, it doesn't get me down, but it's just very, and it kind of throws you off a little bit. But what about summers? I mean, summers are usually perfect, isn't it? Yeah, summers here are wonderful. And I, I just, I try to stay here as much as possible, you know, because I just, um, I love walking around the city and the parks. There's so much to do. So, which is your favorite one? Oh gosh, there's a lot. I mean, probably Gorky, but I mean, I I like, I mean, all the parks here are just nice just to walk through. They're like forests, you know, and exactly. Yeah. So. All right, let's go back to your um, uh, profession, to the photography, and I would like to know uh, why have you chosen photography as your main occupation? Like, uh, did it did it uh, somehow get uh, helped you to uh, get the better understanding of uh, Russian culture and Russian people? Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, I've always been. I mean, taking pictures all my life. I think a lot of people have. You know, just on. Well, now everybody takes pictures on their phones. But I mean, I grew up with a camera. Um, um, it was it was right before I came to Moscow. I just started getting interested in trying it out. My sister had like a, a semi-professional camera and I asked to borrow it <laughs> and I tried it. And then before, right before I moved to Moscow, I got uh, my first semi-professional camera um, and decided to try it. And Moscow was the perfect place to start trying it because I just, as I built relationships, you know, people would invite me to come take pictures of events, you know, at press conferences, at sports events, at, theater shows whatever and so I got a whole bunch of practice and then my sister-in-law and I started a like a photo blog together just to kind of motivate each other to get better you know develop um, in photography and then she started a business back in the U.S. Um, and a year later when I left the organization I was working for I started um, I started a business here in photography to, to see if it, you know, see, to see how it would go. But <laughs> um, that does go well? Yeah, I mean, I've been surprised. I mean, I, um, I, I think living here already for six years, you know, before that, I mean, I built a whole bunch of relationships. And so 
I felt like I had a good network to start with. Um, and then, um, then people along the way that had started businesses here, they, uh, met with me and I'd ask all these questions and just little by little, I would just, I came to better understanding of what to do, you know, and I'm still learning. I mean, I still am far from, you know, but I mean, it's it's quite quite hard for an expert to start own business in Russia. Like, uh, was there any difficulties difficulties to understand, or like, it, was it hard to adjust for the Russian or working climate? I, you know, I just didn't know what to expect because I've really never owned a business in America, you know. And um, but as I was talking to people, I mean, the first thing I found out about mostly is like the tax, you know, the taxes I need to pay and with the tax system yes. and to register as a, a sole proprietor and e-pay. What does that yeah. mean? And well, as I came to learn what that meant, it, it was pretty s- simplistic, you know, I mean, you only pay 6% um, of taxes on what you earn, you know, that's, that's not much, you know, and exactly. then, and then with, an ePay, you can, as you probably know, I mean, you can list the types of work you want to do under one business. So I don't, I, I can do more than photography if I need to, you know, so I, I'm like, I do tutoring sometimes, you know, and I did a project with a property management, you know, company one time, and I put that under under the EPA. <laughs> so, but but so you a, you have a, faced a lot of bureaucracy during like uh, was was it hard for you to face it? I mean to yeah. fill all the papers and uh, start your business as a, in, an individual interpreter. Well, I found this lady here that's been super helpful. She actually does my taxes and understood the system well. Um, and then I went to the tax office a couple times by myself, and I was pleasantly surprised because, because I, I mean, maybe 10 years ago it wouldn't have been this way, or even five, you know, but everything is computerized now. And, like, I went in and made a mistake on one of the forms and where you used to have to go back home, you know, uh, correct your mistakes, print it out again, and then go back, you know, to the office. Now they're like, oh. Well, we can fix that, you know, and so they fixed my mistake. They printed it out for me. <laughs> so I, that's something very unusual you can find in the whole entire world. The tax service is friendly. Oh, yeah. I was surprised. I was like, I don't dread going to the tax office because I know there's people there to help me. And, and it's, but that's changed. I mean, I, I know, you know, that wouldn't have happened maybe five or six years ago, you know. Um, so well, things yeah. are different so. um, <laughs> so always bureaucracy you know in, in the united states so i kind of just expect it you know and try not to stress out about it <laughs> that's the right thing to do i totally agree with you yeah um and regarding your uh, photography like you have any uh peculiar stories you know i i was trying to think through that i mean I have such a bad memory. I need to bite, write things down. <laughs> but I think the most, maybe not peculiar, but I just have met so many interesting people just through the photography, you know, and, you know, having a camera kind of opens the doors for you to to meet people, you know. So my friend, for instance, when I first moved here, she was working for Reuters and she's like, Debbie, would you want to go to the Bolshoi and take pictures at the press conference, you know? And I was like, well, yeah, that's a dumb question. Of course I want to go to the press conference. 
conference, you know? And so I went and, and actually through that, I met her, her colleague who became my roommate for three years, you know? And so it, and then, I mean, I went to places like the Cirque du Soleil and just like other places, you know, that I got to, you know, take pictures of, but also meet, you know, interesting people. So, yeah. So despite the Moscow is such a huge city, it's easy to get in touch with the people and there's a lot of experts living here, right? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. And I think it's a, I mean, Moscow is a very international, that's, that's different than it was in, you know, Yekaterinburg or Minsk or... Even St. Petersburg, you didn't feel it as much. So, and yeah. what in Moscow? You've been living here for so long. What inspires you? What inspires you most? Um, for for uh, photography. For photography, um, yeah. I mean, you like what gets me inspired? If um, like I, I, yeah. I mean, your 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 job is quite very. Uh, I mean, uh, un unusual, I would say, at uh -huh. least uh, f f from my point of view. And uh, uh -huh. I mean, there should be something. I mean, maybe architect or history of, of Russia, of Moscow. Moscow is quite old, like more approximately thousand years old. And maybe there is something particular that like makes you feel that you have to make the pictures of this or something else. Well, I really like documentary photography. I just uh, there's a there's a couple photographers here in Russia that inspire me, you know, and um, just yeah, catching catching people in that moment of time, you know, and I do like you're talking about architecture. I do like catching people in a moment and in architecture, you know, um, just the combination of catching that person at a certain, you know, moment, doing something. Um, yeah, I mean, that's right. um, I, Yeah, some of the photographers that are really interesting are, for me, I, I don't know if you've heard of Alexander uh, Petrosyan in St. Petersburg. Um, Fortunately, no, but I will, uh, I will double check for sure on Google. <laughs> here, and there's here a man named Dmitry Zvirov who does all these, interesting photos in the metro you know and just um yeah so it's so the i guess society of photographers are huge in moscow is quite big yeah i think there's quite a few yeah there's there, yeah it's it's pretty big here in moscow all right yeah, so i i'm definitely not a novelty <laughs> so yeah. And if, if you had a chance, uh, w would you choose for your career some other place or like Moscow was the best choice you've made? Uh, to live or? Or uh, just just as your career, I mean, to make the, f uh, f as photography, like, I mean, there's a lot of cities all over the world where you can see a lot of different cultures and um, yeah. Like places to make pictures, but M Moscow is is your good choice, or you think there could be some more places that you would like to travel and see? I mean, I'd love to see other parts of the world, you know, take pictures of it too. But I mean, I'm I'm happy where I'm at right now. I mean, I, um, yeah. I mean, I. So yeah. I mean, right now this is the place I would pick, and I think it's a fascinating place, you know, to take pictures and. Um, and just other people as well. So right. you're, you're talking like you have met a lot of other people, but um, yeah. was it was it hard to communicate with the people? And uh, what's your opinion? Like oh, how 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 is it to communicate with Russian people? Is it hard? Can you give some maybe tips? 
Um, yeah, I was trying to think through that too. I mean, I just think here, I mean, people very, very much value sincerity, you know, um, and just, um, people are more direct here, I think as well. Um, when they say things and which I like, because I can't read people's minds. <laughs> so <laughs> the fact that people are very direct, um, but also I just think the people here are very relationship oriented and they make time for relationships. Um, and so I think, I don't know that this is a communication tip, but I just think just pouring time, you know, into relationships is such a, a big deal here. And I, I like the fact that I can call a friend up here, even if they're busy and have so much to do, they'll just drop things and let you come over and drink tea, you know, and, and hang out with you. Whereas I feel like in the U S and again, I don't want to generalize, you know, that you have to make an appointment basically <laughs> a good few weeks, a few days at least ahead of time in order just to meet with people, you know, because people are busy, you know? And so I just feel like here relationships, the priority and time so much isn't the value. So I totally understand you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the same feelings like uh, as I'm working as a consultant, if any of my uh, friends of experts were going to call me, I'm going to drop all the stuff and strictly go to them and help support and do whatever yeah. I can just to make their life easier. Yeah, I agree. I think it's very true here. So. But living so do you do you speak Russian? I do. Like yeah. properly good Russian, right? Oh, well, okay. You haven't heard me. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I speak fluently, but not perfectly. That's what I tell people. There's always room for improvement. But yeah, I mean, I I, I speak I speak it. Um, how how uh, was the first years in Russia? Was it was it easy for you to communicate with the people and maybe like in public places? Uh, how how was it? The language barrier for you? How did you? I mean, it was. I mean, Russian, just the fact that it has a different alphabet is just intimidating, you know, and um, and I was um, I was immersed a lot the first year and a half, which I was, I was grateful for. I had a Russian roommate, but she would only she knew English, but she would only speak Russian with me. So I was very grateful for that. Um, so I felt like a child, you know, and I felt um, like I'll never learn this language. <laughs> you know, okay. but, but there's one, there is one method that I used and then, um, but not on a, uh, on a consistent basis, which you really need to do. But there's another group of people that I knew during the time I lived in St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. They lived in a different city, but they use this method. And it, I think it is a very good way for expats. Um, Shall to, you share it with us? Yeah, it's it's called the LAMP method. And um, maybe a lot of language teachers will... Uh, roll their eyes when they hear this, but basically it's called language acquisition made practical. So what you do is you decide what you want to learn. So for instance, how to introduce yourself, how to buy milk, how to ask for directions, whatever. Um, And then you find a language helper that can help you throughout the year, like on a regular basis. You like you like not help each other that you that can help you. I mean, you you should you should maybe pay. You know. All right. All right. Yeah. A little. You know what you agree on, but like um, their their goal 
is to help you, you write the text in your native language, you know? So like, my name is Debbie, you know, I'm learning Russia, yeah, Russian, um, that's all I can say today, you know? And so you give them the text in English, they write it how they would say it in their own language, in the Russian language. Then they record that text. All right. Um, then you memorize the text and repeat the text over and over until you, you have it down. And then the main thing is, um, this is where I think is uh, so important for new people coming, learning a new language and coming to a new culture, is that you take this text and you go say it to five to 20 people in the community. Um, that are Russian speakers. So like it could be your driver or it could be your cleaner. It could be a person at the market or the cashier at a grocery store that you go to often or a yoga instructor, you know, and you say your text and say, I'm going to come every week and say my text <laughs> and you can correct me and um, you can answer me. Um, even if I don't understand everything, I, I still want to say my text and then with time, you're getting to know all these people in the community um, and you're building your vocabulary and you are um, repeating words. And so you're, you're going to become familiar with words and, and start memorizing them. And with time, these sentences will become more clear and you'll start speaking the language uh, without knowing any of the grammar. And it's, it's basically learning like a child. And um, where the first year you're not focusing on grammar or um, uh, classroom, uh, classroom. I see, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, the second year, then you start taking classes and, and learning the grammar. So it's really an effective method because again this team that or this this group of people that i knew that did it for a year intensely their language was the best language i had heard um and I, there's a lady here that i don't know if she does this more than with her driver but she she'll come up with phrases that she wants to learn and her driver helps her out you know um but if you do it on a consistent basis i think it's it's a really good way to get to know people in your community and i think the hardest i think the hardest thing is the first step of you know actually getting to know people so all right i mean I, I hear about this method for the first time and I think my life would be much easier when I was learning English if I knew about it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, communicate, I think language is, is social, so you can't just learn it from a textbook or in a classroom. You, you have to talk to people, you know. Um, there's only a few people out there that can learn a language through a textbook, but that's a very few amount of people. Yeah, exactly. so. So anyway, anyway, that I wanted to share that because I just think that is a really good way um, for people. I really hope a lot of our listeners will try this method and maybe some of them will send us some review about it and we'll see how yeah. how helpful was it. All right. Uh, yeah, okay. And what about um, like English friendly locations in Moscow? Like, do you know any? Can you recommend some to our experts? You know, I think, again, I think Moscow's changed so much that I think most of the places you go in Moscow now are English friendly. I mean, I, 
I think because of the World Cup, you know, with the uh, I, I, uh, most restaurants have English menus. You know, um, there's so many movie theaters that have movies in their original language. You know, so I I'm not sure. Any specific place that uh, <laughs> pl place that uh, most experts, like I don't know, from United States, enjoy to uh, I don't know, maybe some pub or uh, some place? Would you suggest? I'm not sure I'd be the person to ask that. I just, <laughs> I, there probably is. I mean, there's a, I don't know if you know about the, the site Moscow Living. Um, have you ever heard of the Moscow Living site? What, um, what do you mean? It's Moscow Living is a, a site. So there's some expats um, from the Netherlands and from Sweden and, and from Russia. They started this website for expats Um And it's on Moscow Times now. Like, you can go into Moscow Times, and there's a category called Moscow Living. And it gives you all these tips, brands, restaurants, activities, you know, and um, that you can do here in Moscow and around Russia. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's very informative, and it's very um, a good resource for expats. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. And what about your, uh, we know that you work in uh, American Women Organization in Moscow. And uh, do you think that expert communities play a significant role in adaptation process? Yeah, I do. I mean, I, I mean, I'd already lived in Russia, you know, for quite a few years before I moved to Moscow. But um, somebody told me, so why don't you get involved in the International Women's Club when you first move here? And I was like, okay. And, you know, it was just a way to get my feet wet and just to get to know Moscow better and the people in the community here. And so I did. And I, I wouldn't say I was, like, heavily involved, but I got to know a few people there that I became good friends with. Um, and I felt like after that year, I was like, okay, I, I feel like I've gotten a good... Uh, well, I mean, there was still so much to know about Moscow, but I feel like I'm used to Moscow now. And so for like six or seven years after that, I wasn't really involved in, in something like an expat uh, group. But, um, but then four years ago, um, right before I started my photography business, somebody had asked if I'd want to lead a photography walk in AWO. And I did that and got to know some women in that group and, and just decided to stay, you know, and um, to become a part of the AWO organization. And I, I really think it has enriched my life. I just love meeting people from all over the world, you know, and there's, you know, not only from all over the world, but from different walks of life, you know, and um, there's always somebody that can relate to you, you know, um, and understand what you're going through, you know, uh, mm -hmm. And so I think it's I think it is useful and I think it's enriching and and yeah and I mean I also attend um, the past couple years the Anglican Church you know and there's there's a good mix of expats and and Russians there as well so that's a good way wow. to meet as well so all right good yeah. to know and uh, regarding uh, the difference between. Um, United States and Russia, like in the in the terms of how com comfortable it is living here in, mm -hmm. in Moscow or as I know in, in Boston, right? In the United States. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I yeah, I I I guess I grew up more living in Dallas, whatever. But yeah, in America, I mean, I think everybody has their own ideas, maybe of what uh, what it is to live comfortably. You know, I think I think for me, I. I am very comfortable living here, probably because I've lived here for a while, <laughs> and also I've yeah, I've built some good relationships. And I think for me, and it doesn't matter which city in the world I move to. I think you just you build once I build a good relationship, I can call it home. Um, but uh, what were you gonna say? Are you gonna say something? Yeah, yeah. Is there is there anything that you miss that there yeah. is in United States, but there is no in Moscow? Yeah, well, so uh, the only thing I really miss <laughs> from the States is a good cheese at a very good price. <laughs> I'm always I understand cheese. you so well about yeah. it. Yeah, so I, I, I just don't allow myself to buy the cheese here if it's really good because it's so outrageously expensive, <laughs> you know, but like I, um, I, I tend to adapt to situations and I mean, Mo again, Moscow's changed so much. I mean, I just, there's so much here. I mean, I think in the States, uh, things are cheaper, less expensive, you know? And so I miss that. Um, but, um, but at the same time, I mean, you can find pretty much everything here you need. I mean, um, yeah. All right. Except but, cheese. I, I feel like, yeah, except, Except at a good price, but um, I, I, uh, I, I think in Moscow too. I just appreciate all the things that they have out on the streets. You know that, like for the holidays, for like um, New Year's or Mazelnitsa, or like even in the summer, um, what is it called? The the festival of times and epoch, um, where you know they have all these activities for families and kids or just anybody you know and i think they're good community builders um um but uh, all right and um all right cheese okay but um is there anything else um in in moscow uh that you do for your free time i mean i i do understand that your work as a photographer but i mean there is something else Uh, is, is there something else that you do on your free time? Yeah, I mean, I I am a big fan of ballet. <laughs> oh, and so I I love um, I love to go to, to ballets. I love to go to concerts. I love to go just I I love walking. I learned how to love to walk living here in Russia, <laughs> and so I love to walk around the city, you know, um, and just. Um, Have you been in Bolshoi Theater? Yeah, so I have been in the Bolshoi. Um, I really enjoy the Kremlin Palace too, uh, ballet, and also the Stanislavski. You know. All right. Yeah. So I, um, I, I, I wish I've taken take more advantage of some of the things they offer here, and maybe I still will. But like, like art lessons or piano lessons. Like my nephews and nieces take piano lessons in the u.s for like three or four times as much money <laughs> oh really yeah and their and their teachers are russian <laughs> in the u.s and here i mean you can get exceptional training you know by these incredible musicians or art teachers you know and or even in the ba in ballet you know and so i just think take advantage you know take advantage of what russia has to offer you know while you're living here did you ever had a chance to visit uh Tchaikovsky conservatory 
Oh, yeah. And I actually helped out with the Tchaikovsky competition. I volunteered. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. So in, in St. Petersburg, I helped out with it four years ago with the cello part. And then um, and then this past year, I went to a couple of the rounds um, in the gala. So, yeah, I love the Tchaikovsky Conservatory. That is so cool. Yeah. And in Moscow, what place would you suggest, like, what is your favorite one that you would say every expert must visit? I really like Kitaigorod. <laughs> All right. It's, it's just a nice area. No high-rises, small, quaint, and hilly streets. Um, I have no idea still why it's called Kitaigorod, Chinatown. <laughs> but, but it's a nice part of the city. Um, and then, I mean... Gorky Park, you never lose. I mean, it's just a nice uh, place to walk around. So. All right. All right. Hopefully, our listeners will hear your <laughs> advice and visit at least Gorky Park. I mean, this <laughs> place is amazing in summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk. Let, let's continue our talk about cheese. Except cheese. <laughs> what What is the most amazing dish you think uh, in Russian cuisine there is? Well, I think, okay... I hate to admit this, but I don't like seafood. <laughs> All right. But I think it's. I think the the selyotka podshubui, you know, the herring under the fur coat. Yes. Um, <laughs> the very, very interesting dish, and, <laughs> and very Russian <laughs> with the fur coat, you know. So, um, but yeah, unfortunately, I don't like a lot of seafood, so I'm not. Um, um, but I love, I do like other Russian cuisine. I love, uh, um, palmini, you know. And, did, did you, did you like borscht? Oh yeah. I love borscht. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. That's good. Love, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um I, I know like you, you've been telling that you've been living all over Russia. I mean, I haven't been in so many cities as you did and maybe like besides Moscow, where would you suggest uh, other experts to visit, like some cities or areas, mm -hmm. except Moscow? Well, I think um, I would recommend Suzdal, like uh, or some of. The, I haven't been to all the Golden Ring cities, but Suzdal is just uh, not too far away. Um, and um, some places that oh gosh, there's so many. There's so many great places. Of course, like. Um, Baikal, you know, is nice. And you've been uh, to Baikal. Yeah, and I mean, down in the Caucasus. I haven't been enough down in the Caucasus. I mean, I think that would be a beautiful place. One one place I'm interested in going to, which are somewhere northern, where the Northern Lights, uh, like in Murmansk or Murmansk, yeah. um, or some other area. Um, you know, I've heard. Um, I'm sad to say I've never been to Kazan. <laughs> But it's, oh. a, it's a really cool place. So, um, but yeah, I mean, naturally St. Petersburg. Um, but I, I would always recommend just going even just 20 minutes outside of Moscow to a different town, you know, and just like, or just an hour, you know, just go visit any town um, just to see what life like is, you know, outside Moscow as well. There's a lot of... Um, uh, interesting towns to see and so um so i i, I, I i'm really interested in one question uh about the baikal i mean it's quite hard for moscow to get to the baikal it's it's uh -huh. quite a long flight and then long trip but still were you there during the summer or the winter 
Yeah, I was only there during the summer and really just for a day. And so that that is not enough. <laughs> oh, but no. I have some friends here that there's some expats that went a couple years ago. They took a group of women uh, from AWO mostly. Mm-hmm. And they went to Baikal and they just came back with these amazing photos. You know, you can't go wrong with taking photos there. Exactly. Um, and so I, I, you know, if I would suggest going in the winter or summer, I would suggest going in the winter. Because I think it's just interesting to see the ice and the, um, to be able to walk on Baikal. So. Exactly, yeah. All right. And um, now let's have a rapid fire round. We'll, uh, I will ask you a short question and you should answer it quickly. No time for thinking. Just say okay. the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Uh-huh. The most complicated word in Russian that you know. Well, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, but somebody said this was the most difficult word for foreigners. Is Okay. <laughs> what does that mean, really? It's like digging one out of a pit, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. The next one. Uh, kefir or ryazhenka? Kefir. Kefir. Okay. Uh, and the top place to make the best uh, photo shot in Moscow? The highest hill in the park Zaryadia. That. Oh. Where you can get a fantastic view of the Kremlin, Church of the Christ the Savior, and one of the Seven Sisters. So. All right. And the last question. Continue mm-hmm. the phrase, I love Moscow because? Well, that's a very common answer, but because of the people. And I love the sense of humor that Russians have. So. Oh, that's perfect. Uh-huh. Uh, well, our, our interview comes to the end. And a big thank you, Deborah. It was a big pleasure. And uh, dear listeners, visit our website and Facebook page to get more info. Links, links are in the description. Follow us on CastBox and Apple Podcast. See you soon. Yeah, thank you very much. Deborah, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciated it. It was really nice. And can I hear you speaking Russian? Oh, хорошо. Что сказать?